This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Sunday, February 5th, and let's talk about Northwest weather. Well, the excitement back east has ended with the errant Chinese balloon being shot down and the extreme cold wave that brought absolutely record-breaking wind chills at Mount Washington. Those are all over. So it's time to talk about Northwest weather again. And some interesting weather is now on the horizon. And yes, looking far enough involves cold and snow over the Northwest. Today, a low-pressure center passed south of Puget Sound. It started over the Pacific Ocean, passed south of us, with rotating bands of precipitation around the low going across western Washington. Well, we had plenty of showers and clouds, highs around 50 here in the west. Classic February weather for the region. Now, Monday should be generally dry in the lowlands, but there's enough moisture coming in off the ocean that showers should continue in the mountains. Uh, and those will be relatively light. There'll be rain in lower elevations and some snow showers above roughly 3,500 feet. So Monday will be relatively dry, but it'll be followed on Tuesday by quite a strong front. And there'll be rain and blustery winds gusting up to 30, 35 miles per hour in some places in the west uh, on Tuesday. So Tuesday will be the worst day. Then we go into a relatively dry day on, over the lowlands on Wednesday uh, with, again, some precipitation in the Cascades, very much like Monday. And then another front comes in on Friday with rain and winds. Does it seem kind of repetitive? It is, but it's also normal. Eastern Washington, they're going to get a lot of protection uh, from the Cascades. The winds are coming off of the ocean, and so I expect it to be generally dry in eastern Washington, and temperatures will be getting up to around 50 many, many days. So there won't be very, the air won't be that cold in eastern Washington, and it'll be partly cloudy skies, particularly from Tuesday on. Okay, so that's what we have coming in the next week, and I'm pretty confident about that. Now, a positive aspect of all these showers on and off will be that there will be a substantial increase in northwest snowpack by next weekend. I mean, we're talking a lot. We're talking about two to five feet of new snow in some locations on in the Cascades and in, in the Olympics, so quite a bit of snow. Uh, and that's going to be enough to bring our snowpack back to normal or even a little bit above normal. Right now, we've slid back to like 90% of normal over the whole region on, on average. Uh, this is going to bring it way back up. So it's, we're going to be at least normal and probably more. But the most interesting thing, perhaps on the forecast, or the long-range forecasts, starting next Monday, February 13th, it's close enough now that I'm confident to talk about it, at least as a possibility. Much colder air is predicted to move into the region. This is associated with a upper-level trough that's moving from Alaska down into us, it's a classic type of situation that brings us cold air. 
And so the temperatures could, would plummet. And I mean, temperatures won't get out of the 30s in, in the West. And with much colder air over the Northwest, the jet stream will be pushed southward to California, giving them a lot more precipitation, which is good. Uh, the big question everybody asks is lowland snow, of course. And there's the potential of it uh, next uh, next Tuesday and Wednesday. You know, that's I'm talking about like the 14th and the 15th, but it's too far ahead, and I don't have any confidence in the snow forecast at all. But the cold is looking better and better. Anyway, thanks for listening to the forecast. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. In my podcast today, I would like to talk about the two types of Northwest precipitation. I was driving home from the UW this afternoon, and my car was drenched by a drizzle storm. There were large numbers of very small raindrops. But earlier in the day, the character of the rain was very different. Big drops that weren't as numerous. It turns out that there are two mechanisms for rain in our area and most areas. And every Northwesterner should know about this. We all should be experts on rain. Now, believe it or not, most rain around our region starts as snow high in the atmosphere. This mechanism is called the cold cloud process. Now, incoming fronts or storms or air forced up our mountains can produce clouds that are tall enough to have the upper portions of the clouds below freezing. Now, in these clouds, there can be a mixture of ice crystals and liquid water droplets. Yes, it may be hard to believe, but liquid water can exist below freezing for a period of time. Now, this is called supercooled water. Now, water vapor tends to leave the liquid water droplet and then move over and freeze on the ice crystals. I won't go into the mechanism, but it has to do with the difference in vapor pressure between, the, between liquids and ice. But all you have to know is that water vapor likes to go from liquid water droplets to ice crystals. And in this situation, the ice crystals grow as the water vapor freezes onto them, and they become heavier and heavier. And heavy ice crystals tend to fall towards the ground faster. Now, on the way down, the ice crystal can ga gather up other little ice crystals or even can take some of the liquid water droplets that freeze onto them. And the ice crystal becomes heavier, heavier and heavier, and, and it falls faster and faster and gathers even more of what's below. Now, you can see that this process can be quite efficient, and it can produce a very big ice crystal, or snow, which falls out of the cold part of the upper cloud. It falls into an area that's warmer near the surface, and it melts into rain. And it turns out that perhaps 90% of the precipitation in our region here in the Northwest, even during the summertime, comes from this cold cloud process. And the evidence for this process is that we see big, fast-falling raindrops. But there is another way to get rain, and this is called the warm cloud process. And this mechanism produces something that every Northwesterner knows about, and that's drizzle. <laughs> 
Now, some clouds are shallow and found near the surface. Examples include stratus or very deep fog or something like that. Now, these clouds are low in the atmosphere and they are or can be completely above freezing. So they're made entirely of liquid water droplets. In such warm clouds, not all the cloud droplets are exactly the same size. Some are a bit larger and a little heavier, and they tend to fall compared to the smaller droplets. Now, the, the bigger droplet then tends to collect the smaller droplets, and it gets heavier still. And as it falls faster, it collects more small droplets. And then it falls even faster, and it collects even more small droplets. And this goes on and on, and it can fall out of the cloud as drizzle. Now, these drizzle drops tend not to get very large. They're, they're relatively small. And because they're small, they tend to fall slowly. And, in fact, you can see the gentle fall of these, these drizzle drops. Take a look. You can see how fast they fall. They're relative, relatively slow. Now, drizzle can produce substantial rain because the small size of the droplets are more than made up by their very large numbers. And drizzle can be easily collected by wool and some fabrics, res resulting in a very soggy outdoor excursion. I never wear any wool when I'm out in drizzle. Never. Well, enjoy the drizzle today. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.